to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. What I want to talk about now is this controversial topic about whether or not legumes and seeds and nuts are healthy for us, whether they cause they can cause health problems, and what we need to do in order to ensure that they don't cause health problems. And so this topic came up very strongly after the book um, Plant Paradox by Dr. Stephen Gundry was published, and he talked a lot about lectins. And when that came out, I was fascinated because it made a lot of sense, but I always like to just dive into the research to make sure I don't just go along with what someone's saying, right? What I found was that this research area has actually been present for a very long time. The, The presence of things like lectins has been documented for a while now in the research. And what that is, is lectins belong to a group of chemicals which are, um, you can think of them as plant chemical warfare. And not to say that they're trying to engage in war upon us, but when plants evolved in um, evolution, and when, they, when they evolved coexisting with things like insects, they had to, because they can't run away from insects, they have to stay put. And then eventually it wasn't just insects, it was animals, like higher level animals, and then us mammals. But at the time, it was primarily lower order animals. They had to create chemicals in order to protect themselves from being overeaten. So it, it was like not, not so strong that it would be a problem if the insect ate a little bit of it, but it would be a problem if the insect were to overeat it, right? And these plant um, anti nutrients, we'll call them, they would, what they would do is they would actually irritate the lining of the digestive tract of the insects and it would cause and other things for insects because you know insects are pretty small so if they overdid it it could even cause them to die if mammals eat too many lectins what that can do is it can slowly irritate and erode um, the lining of the of the gut it's very irritating other ones are phytates and the problem with phytates is that they can actually bind to nutrients like zinc for example and make it so that it's not available to our body to use. So lectins are generally found in things like legumes, and phytates um, are generally found in things like seeds and nuts. Okay, And what's really interesting is that if you go back um, and look at those um, ancient ways of cooking, so traditional ways of preparing foods, in retrospect, if you if you read all the research on lectins and phytates and then you look at their cooking methods, you'll realize is that over thousands of years, humans have found ways to deactivate these um, plant anti-nutrients, these chemicals, so that we can eat them in larger amounts. So how do you how can you deactivate some of them? So for example, legumes. Historically, what people would do is they would soak the legumes 
for, you know, a day, two days, three days, like they would, depending on the legumes. So kidney beans, for example, if you eat it raw, it's, you could die. It's very toxic. And so uh, versus, versus lentils is not such, not as much of a problem. And quinoa, by the way. So quinoa is something that was traditionally prepared with a lot of soaking, lots of soaking, okay? And then um, they would take the legumes and then they would cook it for a long period of time or with the advent of pressure cooking, they would pressure cook it. So soaking and then pressure cooking or long, long period of cooking in order to deactivate these plant chemicals so that when we ate them in large amounts, like what we are doing now, right? Um, like when you have like a whole wheat bread, that's like a lot of grains in there. And when you have a big dish of quinoa, that's a lot of quinoa in there, a big dish of rice and so on. With rice, um, whole grains, they would soak the rice a lot uh, for a whole day and then they would rinse them until it came clean. So everything in nature that wasn't a vegetable, although we will talk about um, nightshades, so there's a specific category in vegetables even called nightshades. And they have things like lectins and actually even other compounds that are, can be quite irritating to the digestive tract. And so when I was traveling around the world for a year, um, what I noticed was that um, everybody was preparing their um, legumes and their whole grains in this way, the soaking, the rinsing, and then with the legumes, the long-term cooking or the pressure cooking. With the nightshades, they would always, so nightshades are like tomatoes and eggplants and white potato, not sweet potato. They're two totally different vegetables. They would, uh, and peppers, so green peppers, red peppers. What they would always do is they would either peel the skin, for example, of the tomato and take out the seeds. So Italians, generally speaking, um, when they have tomato sauce, it's a strained tomato sauce. So without the skin or the seeds, why? Because those plant chemicals, are generally found in the skin and the seeds because the skin is the first barrier of defense against the insects and the seeds are their babies, right? So you want to make sure that the babies are protected, okay? And, and legumes are the babies of the plants and seeds and nuts are the babies of the plants. So that's where you have a high concentrations of these plant uh, chemicals, okay? And so um, people were, like, I remember sitting in a, tent in Morocco with this nomad who was cooking us this meal. It was so wonderful. And he sits there with the tomato in his palm and he's cutting the tomato and taking out the seeds and peeling it and going to all this effort. Like he didn't just chop it up and throw it into the pot. He took some effort to, to do this food preparation, which I found very interesting. And same thing in um, Peru, you know, they wouldn't just sit and throw the quinoa in the pot and cook it. They were soaking it. In some cases they were sprouting it or fermenting it. They were doing things. And um, if you read about how corn was prepared, corn was um, very processed and they would even take, um, I believe it was lime or something very alkaline like lime in order to, um, you know, help process the corn for it to be edible for digestion. There were many, many things that were ingrained in the cultures. And what happened was, and this is even interesting because I'm Brazilian. So I moved from Brazil to Canada at a young age, went back and forth and then moved here for good when I was 11. And I remember the in the kitchen in Brazil that they would be soaking the beans and soaking the rice and then pressure cooking the beans. And when we moved here, we kind of lost that way of cooking. We adopted the Western way of cooking. And it seems like that kind of change in style of cooking has happened across many different cultures. Because if you go to Europe, 
and other countries, um, they, they all have their way of cooking, but it's interesting how much of that is lost when a family migrates to a new country and in an attempt to integrate um, into that country, they can lose some of their traditional practices. And in the case of cooking, that could actually be quite disadvantageous is, is what we're finding out. So um, there is a, a real potential issue with eating grains, whole grains, uh, legumes, nuts, and seeds that aren't properly processed. Nuts and seeds, the way you can process them, so to speak, is you naturally process them, is you soak them, for example, with sea salt. And, um, you know, I soak all of my nuts. I get them raw. I buy them organic. I buy them raw. And because um, when you roast them at higher temperatures, you, you change the um, quality of the oils, the, the delicate oils become, you know, a, a, a structure that is not healthy for us. And so I soak them for about 12 hours and then I put them on a glass sheet and I put them in the oven at the lowest temperature, like 170 degrees Celsius, and I dehydrate them for about 12 hours. If you have a dehydrator, you know, you don't have to use the oven. Um, and it's so interesting because now if I eat like a pecan that hasn't been treated that way, it's so bitter. It like actually kind of puckers the mouth and it's like uncomfortable. But if you eat one that has been soaked and dehydrated, it's like it's buttery. It's like this delicious buttery flavor. It's kind of intensely good. So um, so the same thing with um, legumes like chickpeas and um, kidney beans and black beans and all those things. like. There's a lot of um, vegans and vegetarians out there who are eating with the best of intentions a plant-based meal, but they are not healthy. You know, they, they go to their doctors with health concerns just like everybody else. They develop problems um, with like osteoporosis and leaky gut and small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and microbiome issues. And it is very probable that some of this is being caused by the improper preparation of foods, especially when you're consuming them in large amounts. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 